Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 18th of January, 2023. Before we get started, the next two-year state budget is on the horizon, and we need your input. With a historic $8 billion surplus and countless special interests clamoring to get their piece of the pie, make sure your voice is heard. Email info at WPTonline.org to share your thoughts and priorities for the next state budget. WPT cannot take a stand until you do. Email info at wptonline.org. And please do email us. And thanks to everybody who's already written in. It means people are listening, paying attention, want to engage the process. And that's why we're here. That's why I'm here. And I talk to a lot of members throughout the week, and I really would love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate. I don't bite. I promise. So happy Wednesday. How's your week going so far? It seems like This one's really flying by for some reason. I can't believe it's midday on Wednesday. I've been meeting with newly elected lawmakers in the state capitol and having some very meaningful discussions on both sides of the aisle. And I have to say, I'm really surprised at the bipartisan tone coming from these new folks. It really gives me hope that with new people being sworn in, that there's more of a new air and expectation and willingness to work together. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that. And jumping into some news, uh, we'll first start out, I had lunch with the great Paul Rozeski yesterday, and we had a really nice discussion uh, just down the street or across the street from the state capitol, uh, and Paul said, hey, real talk, what's going on with this flat tax? Do you think this is actually possible? And by the way, a lot of you probably know Paul. Paul's a great guy. If he is your member representative, you are very lucky. Um Here's what's going on with the the flat tax. I'm not sure that this passes. The governor has basically said no. Uh, I think it'll come for a vote. It may be included in the budget, but it is standalone legislation, so it may come up for a vote. The governor may veto it. Um, I don't know that the flat tax moves anywhere. It seems like there's a united front against it in the state legislature uh, on the Democratic side. Um, but the governor has said repeatedly he wants to look at the uh, the two middle tax brackets and reduce those, the income tax brackets, and reduce those by like 10%. So we really do have to wait and see what's in the executive budget next month. We're just less than a month out. I think it's January 5th, or sorry, February 15th that the governor will deliver his state budget. So uh, we will have all those details for you. But um, as far as the flat tax goes, I'm really not sure that that is going to go anywhere. We'll see. And please let us know your thoughts. If you support the flat tax, if you think it favors the wealthy, as some people say, or if you think you know that it's not the right fit for Wisconsin, some people want to see the whole tax repealed, the income tax altogether. Uh, so definitely uh, keep us posted on what your thoughts are. Yesterday, the state Senate was in session, and uh, they passed the two referendums uh, that will go on the ballot in April, given if the Assembly passes them tomorrow, which it's almost a sure thing that they will. They will be on that ballot in April. The first one would be changing Wisconsin's bail system. And so the constitutional amendment, if passed by voters, would change what a judge can look at when they set cash bail for offenders. Right now under law, courts can do uh, can, you know impose conditions or, or set bail just to uh, try to get somebody or compel them to come back to court for their actual trial or sentencing or whatever their business might be in court, uh, but they can't take into account 
uh, that the person, uh, their their crim- prior criminal history or the offense that they're in front of the court for now, they can't take that into the account, account, the severity of that crime. And so this would change that. This would allow judges to say, you've had this long record of violent behavior and we are setting your bail higher. Uh, so again, you can be the judge of that. And then yesterday, the resolution sponsored from uh, minority, majority Leader Devin Lemahue and Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, a joint resolution four, was debated on the Senate floor yesterday. It was passed with a bipartisan vote with uh, State Senator Brad Paff, a Democrat uh, from the uh, uh, La Crosse on Alaska area, voting in favor. It'll put a question on the April ballot that says, shall able-bodied childless adults be required to look for work in order to receive taxpayer-funded welfare benefits? That'll be the question that is on the ballot. Uh, Senator Lemahue said the focus today is on highlighting the challenges that our businesses are facing with worker shortages. In the last two years, Governor Evers tried to repeal work requirements for the Badger Care program and used his veto to remove millions in funding for employment and training services and tried to repeal the work requirement for able-bodied adults to receive food share benefits. The press release went on to say attempts by the governor coupled with action at the federal level have incentivized individuals to stay home. And so he said the challenges of our businesses are real, that they face are real. This is an opportunity for us as policymakers to hear directly from Wisconsinites on potential avenue to address the pressing workforce crisis facing small businesses throughout the state. And again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Senate Minority Leader, Democrat Senator Melissa Agard of Madison, said that the resolution simply attacks low-income Wisconsinites and is born out of turnout considerations for their base in the upcoming spring election. Republicans didn't bother to gauge the public's opinion when they originally fast-tracked these pieces of legislation to increase work requirements. There were no advisory referendums and no seeking of public input. Not until now, several years later, after these bills became law, Republicans are looking for input or for a public pat on the back for legislation they enacted years ago. And she said, meanwhile, my Democratic colleagues and I are putting forth an amendment to hear from the people and gather their viewpoint on eliminating Wisconsin's 1849 criminal abortion ban and reinstating the standard under Roe v. Wade. So they want to put that on the ballot. Right around the same time, Governor Evers and Attorney General Josh Call uh, said that they are filing a new brief uh, before the Supreme Court or in the Wisconsin courts to uh, overturn the 1849 ban. Uh, Governor Evers also announced with Democratic colleagues a new effort to put an advisory referendum on the April ballot asking voters if Wisconsin should repeal the state's 1849 criminal abortion ban. So in order to make a constitutional amendment, you have to have two successive sessions of the legislature pass a resolution. But when they want to put an advisory referendum on the ballot, something that isn't binding or changing our constitution, where basically they gauge the the public's input on something or their feeling on it, that only has to be a resolution in one session. And so that's why uh, Senator Lemahue and Speaker Voss were able to put the work share and uh, work requirements uh, question on the ballot in April without going through two successive um two successive legislative sessions, if that makes sense. Sorry to get all wonky on you. (laughs) And speaking of the April election, though, uh, the liberal uh, frontrunner for the state Supreme Court pulled in $756,117 during the full six-month period that ended December 31st, according to WIS Politics. Now, her liberal rival, Everett Mitchell, who's a Dane County Circuit Court judge, raised just over $115,000. 
On the conservative side, former Supreme Court Justice Daniel Kelly raised $312,000. Waukesha County Circuit Court Judge Jennifer Darrow reported three hundred in about $307,000 in receipts as well. So that's where that's happening. Cannot stress enough how important that election is in April. Make a plan to vote in February in the primary. The top two vote getters will move on then to the April election. So lots of money pouring into those races. We will keep you posted as new numbers are put out there and polling is put out there, but this is a huge election. And on that note, I would just like to leave you with a quote from Teddy Roosevelt, who said, It is necessary that laws should be passed to prohibit the use of corporate funds directly or indirectly for political purposes. It is still more necessary that such laws should be thoroughly enforced. That's all for this week. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org. join. 